Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Ethan Schultz. I'm your host of the True You Podcast. Here at True You, we have conversations with people living their best lives in hopes that you will gain value. Enjoy. Hello, hello. We are live for the 67th episode of the True You Podcast. Today we have Miss Aaliyah Baker on with us. Aaliyah is uh, raised in transformational work. She has served a fervent adv- advocacy for such personal growth. She thrives in identifying and evoking greatness in those that she serves, both in her individual coaching and leadership development. She partners with others in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. She's passionate about coaching in order to have an expansive impact on all areas of one's life, creating measurable and lasting change and impact. She currently works as a university coordinator of student engagement, overseeing student government association and co-curricular leadership engagement. Miss Aaliyah, welcome to the True You Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I have been uh, blessed with the opportunity to have met with one another. I think the last, it's been pretty brief. I think four months I've known you and, and there's an immediate connection. Which, it feels like it's uh, been way longer. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been way longer. I think yeah. we have kindred spirits and we're yes. aligned. Uh, we, we always uh, reference that and share our experience of one another because there is so much value and crossover that we've we've experienced with one another. So I'm sure this will be easy for us. I'm excited to talk with you. And you've recently um, gone through a coaching mm-hmm. academy, and woo, you you made it out <laughs> from that. So can you share with us a bit about about you um, and and just your experience with coaching, and we'll see where that takes us. Yeah. So like you stated, I feel like transformational work is like in my bones. It's like so in my DNA has become like subconscious over my life. Um, A lot of that has been my family's involvement with Gap Community and um, me growing up with just a high level of association with them um, in participating with workshops and trainings at a really young age and really living out the work. And I think I first experienced that through growing up with Jean Marie Jobs as my pastor, with my parents, and they very much just lived out the principles that they were teaching. And so from there, I started participating in um, workshops when I was a teenager. And then from there, it really just took off. And it felt like me going through all of the trainings was more a rite of passage for me because I had already kind of had some background knowledge and all these concepts. It was more just me going through it to say I... I've gone through it and also experienced it myself because I'd heard so much about it. Um, And so really when it came to my career, I wanted to find something that felt like it had meshed these principles together with my desire to coach. And so um, in working in at the university collegiate level, you're working with the most like sponge like population as they're in this like transitional time in their life where they're like, who am I? What am I called to do? Who am I supposed to be? What what gift am I supposed to be for the world? Like what passions do I have? And so um, in that, I wanted to go ahead and go through the coaching academy to sharpen those skills to really serve them on more of like a higher level so that Mm -hmm. when they leave their time with me, they would have the maximum value. Um, And also 
And what I do right now is I oversee our leadership development courses for all of our student leaders on campus, whether they're an RA or an event planner or um, whatever that may look like, they have to take um, a one-year course with me. Um, and so being able to have the privilege to take what I have learned in the coaching academy and pour it out on the students, I would have loved that at that age. And so really just going through the coaching academy was a way for me to um, expand my own life and my own personal well-being for the sake of theirs. And so that's really where I'm at right now. And I'm also in this phase um, of my life, especially exiting out of the coaching academy where I'm re-examining what I want to do, whether that be staying in higher education or whether that be pursuing my coaching full time, um, but really figuring out what what path for me is going to best merge my like coaching practices and those principles with like practicality. And so I'm in this like very limbo season of like figuring out next steps um, and where is going to be the best place for that. And so yeah, so that's a little bit about like my background and a little bit of my story. Um, so really, I I live and breathe for this type of work, and I yeah. die without it. <laughs> I know, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, and you're you're a rare breed being brought up in mm -hmm. it, and then having like somebody like Gene, like the, with Gap, created that, and like following that. Um, how do you think like everything that you've been through growing up has set you up for this career? I mean, you're, or just this phase in, in life with you, but where you're at. <sighs> I, it's interesting because when I talk to um, friends or coworkers and they express their upbringing, it's so fascinating to me because I cannot fathom that. It like doesn't register for me. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't talk about everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's like very bizarre to me because growing up, everything was on the table. There was nothing that was um, too taboo to discuss. Everything um, was really open-handed. And that's how wow. I approach each one of my coaching conversations, each one of my conversations with my students. And that I think there's a way of being that people can sense um, when you're just open to whatever it may be with like when you release the judgment inherently on your own life, on other people's life, mm -hmm. there's this space that people naturally just kind of word vomit onto you. And I think my parents are that way, not only with me, but with everyone. So I felt that same inclination growing up yeah. um, to where when you have this like sacred space of being able to talk about whatever may come up, then out of that context of like an abundance of love, that's where the feedback mm -hmm. can come in to like, oh, that's your ego, hun like we're or let's talk about that like what is that triggering for you yeah. or like what is that giving you what's your identity and in this kind of conversation and so through that there's this openness to feedback when you have this mm -hmm. context of abundant love and so that has played out with all of the students that I see on a daily basis that are like, Hey, I'm going through this. I don't really know what to do. I'm like, okay, let's talk yeah. about it. Or they'll come in to almost like confess of like what's going on. And yeah. it's just in when you really are so committed to just that opening for them, then there's, there's no limit to what can occur for that other person. That's so powerful. Like yeah. being in that environment and co growing up, like when you, when you mentioned like talking about everything in open handed, like the world, I, I think that's like the autumn, that's the opposite of the automatic default. I think people often withhold. Um, yeah. And, and it is tricky to, to be like, Hey, can I express these emotions or share this feedback or, mm -hmm. but like, um, and that's, that's like gaps, 
biggest or one of their biggest pieces of what they do is like, oh, wow, we can invite somebody into um, seeing like all the value and discovering the beliefs that they're holding and what can become new. And, and um, what's that? There's like this stat, like uh, Gene says it in a way, and maybe we know, maybe we don't, but like about how withholding or bitterness actually will affect you. Like it like decreases your, your like brain capacity oh, or it has an yeah. impact on like the neuroplasticity shrinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's insane to think about like the process of inviting people into these open conversations and inviting feedback in and confess and confessing right. how that actually expands and allows us to grow and become new. Like God wants us to become new and, right. and, and yeah. I think also I had a really like, trans like life altering conversation recently that I think in these types of conversations, whether it be a coaching context or not in your daily life, in your job, whatever, you never know what type of conversation, like how much is on the line for that person. Mm. Um, I had a student come to me um, a few weeks ago and um, she's 18. She's a mom of three and um, she had, um, dropped out of the university for a little bit to go ahead and check into like a mental rehabilitation center. She had just reintegrated back. It had been a few months that she had gotten out. Um, and so we were just talking and I was just asking her my normal questions of like, what type of mom do you want to be? What, where, who are you committed to be? What possibilities are opening for you? And we're just talking and um, she halfway through the conversation just stops me and goes, I'm just in shock. And I was like, what do you mean you're in shock? Like, we're just having a normal conversation. She's like, oh, well, I was planning on killing myself tomorrow. And I was like, what? Whoa. Um, she's like, I had the notes ready. I had everything ready. I was actually coming in to like tell you goodbye. Um, and after this conversation, I no longer want to do that. And I have a reason to live. Like, and I was like, what are you talking about? I had no fathom that this is the level that we were talking about. I didn't know that this conversation was her life on the line. I don't know if I would have done it differently. I would have like gotten you know a lot more topics addressed but you have no idea what's on the line for that other person when you're just yeah. asking them curious questions about what's possible in their life That's of like insane. three babies now have a mom like and they weren't going to the next day yeah like wow thank you for doing that and that that's like just insane to think about how this work can literally change lives or save lives and create new like like all all of the the fun stuff i feel like that we get to do in this world or that we get to focus on or like we we create is foundationally built off of us deciding to do these principles of life like us yeah. deciding to play with our visions and to open up to one another and to do the short-term kind of tension type conversations work feedback yeah. all of that like it, it, it sets us up. It's foundational, I feel mm -hmm. like. Um, but that's, that's like, to me, I don't know how you feel or how did you feel receiving that message? I, in the moment I was trying to be really neutral of like, just really tried to hold space and be like, okay, tell me more about that. What, yeah. what was, what was going on for you? Like, tell me more. But internally I was like, oh my God, I had no idea we were talking about this in my, Afterwards, I just went and wept in my car for like 20 minutes um, <laughs> because what else do you do when someone tells you that they were going to kill themselves and that they don't um, yeah. is like, wow, what a privilege that I got to participate in this most 
life-changing part of her life. Like this was like in my mind, I was like this moment she will remember for the rest of her life. Yeah. Is like it was just like so much can change in just one moment. And honestly, I felt like all of these principles that I had talked about and and raved about and lived out, I felt like came to a peak in that moment when I was like, this is what's possible for people. And wow. when I was reflecting back on it, of this is this is the type of of living and doing and breathing that we're we're pouring into is conversations mm-hmm. like this where lives are changed, trajectories of futures were shifted. Um, like you, it was it was mind boggling to me that that could actually occur in real time. And it had nothing to do with any coaching practices. We weren't in a training, we were sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my opinion, I'm sure, I, I believe God intervened there and used oh. you. Like, totally. I, like that. that's what I love also. I was talking with our mutual friend, Daniel Bosch about like, <laughs> He's an awesome guy. Love, shout love. Shout out, Daniel. Big taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, like, he was like, yeah, coaching is just kind of like being a very good friend intentionally. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's kind of God's work. It's like us being an advocate, a fierce advocate of, of one's growth and visions and, and just slowing down and, and being able to like, k- kind of feel that tension and that, and uh, like get curious together. And, um, you know, it, it takes uh, some risk to be in that space. You know, a oh, lot of people. A lot of risk. <laughs> yeah. It takes a um, lot of risk. Your image has to like go out the window. You <laughs> like a lot of coaching is like dying to yourself in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, it is. It's dying and then becoming new. It's like, yeah. uh, it's totally, it, it just, the, and that's, that's kind of where I was thinking is like, man, like that story. And there's so many others I feel like that are like that, maybe less like, wow in the moment but that are like that death and rebirth that it reminded me of god intervening and like using us as a resource for others like and that to me is what makes this so rewarding as being that resource and being able to go out and serve and like you can't just like that that experience you will i bet you and my i i'm guessing Aaliyah will remember that forever too and 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 um that's living, you know, like yeah. helping others like that. Yeah. That's so amazing. It's a very, it was a very humbling moment, I would say. Yeah. In a lot of ways. It's a very, it's a very sobering moment of like, yeah. this is, that is possible for a lot of people that they're living in that space of like teetering on the brink. Um, yeah. And what if they don't have a conversation or they don't, if they're not, talking about it and you know and so like what a what a privilege that we get to participate in that in in a general sense Um, and in in any sort of coaching that was like kind of a one-off because it wasn't in the coaching context it was just in my office but coaching in general is just it really is just an exchange like what is that person wanting to exchange like either like death to life you know bitterness for love um you know, whatever, like apathy to engagement, you know, it, it really is just an exchange, like an exchange is birthed through any sort of coaching um, from minimum potential to maximum potential. Um, and as, as long as there's a willingness to explore, like the depths of where you're at to receive the exchange, like that's really all coaching is, is just being willing to participate in that sort of exchange with someone. Yeah, totally. 
Um, and as you're saying that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like it's an exchange. And then I'm, I'm sure some people are listening uh, to this and they're like, maybe how can I have this experience just in my life with people I love? And like, I'm thinking like in that moment, that wasn't an intentional space, but like, what would you speak or, or how would you speak on like being an average individual in this world, being able to just slow down and use some of this like in real time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all just average individuals. We're all at ordinary Joes that are just living life. Um, yeah. I think it's it's just a it's a really a relentless commitment to getting curious about someone uh, like come hell or come high water, I'm going to be curious about you because I'm so committed to what you're up to and to creating an abundance of greatness within you. Um, and a lot of that predominantly is just through curiosity, is just being able to hold space for people to see what's really occurring for them with your loved ones, with your spouses. It's like, okay, how can I create you know, XYZ for my husband? an abundance of love, of curiosity, etc. You just you just ask, you just hold space. And so if in the context of your loved relationships, it's just really being present with what is and getting curious about who's that person over there and what's occurring for them. If they're triggered, what's this triggering for you? How can we navigate through this so that moving forward, it, you no longer get this like experience where you're completely frozen? It's just being able to have the conversations that our culture has designed as tough and recategorize them in your mind as just human and just, mm. just talk about it. I think <laughs> what our culture has done such a disservice is we've made these conversations so taboo or foreign when I think it's really the way that we were designed. If you look and in, in speaking from like a biblical perspective, if you look at the Gospels, Jesus is asked over 300 and something questions. He only answers questions directly three times. The rest of it, he wow. asks them another question. Wow. And so like, or he tells a parable that's this really outlander parable. And then you're like, how does that apply to my life? And so who are we to say, oh, I have the answers. When you come to me for advice, I'm going to give you advice. When Jesus himself didn't. So it's being yeah. able to just be present and, and turn it back on them. That's exactly what Jesus did. There are all the scriptures. He's like, well, what do you wow. think? Are you like holier than thou? What do you think? Pharisees, you know, whatever. And so um, like giving I, them that power almost yeah. like, let me guide you to the answer or hold a space. Like you're yeah. saying, yeah. that was my next question is like, how does one step into holding a space? And, and you kind of answered it like um, that that uh, just asking a question or, or being present with them and inviting them and inviting is a, is a, is a powerful word too. Cause I, I think sometimes people, and this is a mistake that I've made in the past. Sometimes people just aren't in a energy or a place to have that tough conversation yet, which is okay. It's like that green light go and red light hold off for a bit. Um, but Man, that's that's amazing. Like like when you're speaking on how that ties in to Jesus, like like yeah, that is so right. Like that's exactly what he did. That's so powerful. Um, that's like my favorite fun fact about Jesus. Like when I think about it. Yeah, and, and that's what like we get to. No, I mean we're not Jesus, not even close. No, but we get to. Jesus. 
but, so but like following like what what is he up to or what did he what are patterns of him you know and and how did he serve and and like that's that's really powerful like noticing that like wow he he invites them and he like guides them to in coaching is so much about like giving that power to the people like yeah. let's get curious and let you you know respond let you come up right. with it because if you're if you're coaching someone and you're base if you're setting them up to basically idolize you then you're disempowering them yeah. they're like the whole point of coaching is that they leave like they leave their time with you feeling on fire for their life and empowered to make those decisions that they desire to um and so if you're setting them up for a relationship where they're thinking that they need you then you're really doing them a disservice rather than and just putting it back on them of really being a coach is more just being like a soundboard and just relaying back to them what you're actually hearing of like, this is what I'm hearing. Is that true for you? How is it? Tell me how that works for you. That's it. It's really just being a soundboard so that when they leave, they are more aware of their own internal conversations and they can soundboard themselves. Not to say that you're never not going to need a coach because that's unrealistic. We'll always have more areas and blind spots and areas of development, but it's being able to be more cognitively aware of those stories that we tell ourselves, those narratives, those areas that we subconsciously already set ourselves up for suspicion or failure and being able to address them accordingly. And so that's really just what coaching is in general it's just providing oh. that like outside perspective of possibility of what else what other narrative is possible in their life rather than the one that they've been living with for 30 years totally um my i had like visions while you were speaking of a couple of exercises i don't want to give away everything that we do in these gap events but like uh us <laughs> thinking of the power line and then the giving and taking and giving and taking such a simple uh concept of like am i giving to the world or this person or am i taking and, and in any given moment we are giving or taking and that to me is like when you were saying disempowered versus empowered i'm like yeah that's it's kind of what that is am i giving them that dopamine rush or that that growth or am i am i taking and, and saying this is what you're doing wrong this is how it's supposed to be done um less prescriptive. I think that coaching, um, you know, is, is a way to be completely non-prescriptive yeah. and allow them to, to be empowered and give. Um, but that's a really, is there anything that comes up for you just on that topic of giving and taking? Cause we haven't talked much about that on the podcast and I just think that that's so juicy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember in that exercise, I was so humbled. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when, but it's, it's funny because when we're in taking, we know we're in taking, we just don't like to be called out on our taking. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was like, I was so pissed off about. I was like, no, they can see it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. We think that we can hide it. We you know? think we can hide it, but, um, I think it's, it's the same giving and taking is a universal concept that applies to basically everything. So like you're either giving uh -huh. love or taking love, like giving or getting sometimes is helpful. Um, cause taking can kind of sound like this ooh, concept, but it's giving or getting too. It can be like a more of a universal way to understand it. Um, but, but really I would say for my own life, I can always tell when I'm in giving or taking, when I'm with someone,
based upon my own internal dialogue of, I'm like, like, why am I talking to them right now? I'm talking to them, yes, to evoke greatness, all the things, but also I'm definitely getting an ego check from it. And oh my gosh, they are like complimenting me right now and all of these things. So then afterwards I'm thinking, yeah, I definitely took in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're ever actually immune to not taking at all. I don't know if that's a possibility, um, but it's being hyper aware of like, what are we committed to in that context? And how are we knowing when we're in giving and how do we know we're in taking? For me, I know I'm in giving when I, this sounds kind of woo-woo, so just bear with me, but when <laughs> I almost like forget where I am, like I forget mm-hmm. I'm me for a minute. Like you're uh, so that person. Like it's almost cool. like euphoric where you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember. Like I've had people come up to me so many times and I'll be like, you told me this one thing. They'll say it to me. I have no recollection of ever saying that. Sounds like something I would say, but I have no recollection of saying it. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that means I was ultimately present with that person. Because I remember the good stuff I say. Because I'm like, ooh, that sounded so great. That was so wise, right? Was that actually that powerful? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But when you're so present and just meeting the person and fully giving to them, that's when I'm like, yeah, I have no recollection of that experience. I can maybe remember it a little bit, but I don't remember saying that. And they're like, oh my gosh, it totally changed my life. I'm like, oh, great. I had no, great, cool. No idea. Kind of like you're in a flow state. Yeah. You like forget you're you for a minute. You're just with what is and you just meet in this like sacred space. Yeah. Yeah. You're just being, you're in it. Yeah. Um, it, I, I took a note of when we first talked on the call about, um, withholding and Mm -hmm. then opening up and I'm like, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting seeing that show up in some of the biggest, what people consider takers are the ones that didn't participate or, or like we're withholding. And I think oftentimes we look at those people that aren't, um doing this tough work or are kind of hiding in the world or Mm -hmm. or like that they are also like people's energy and and receiving that that was just coming up for me as you're speaking Mm -hmm. i'm like oh it's interesting how like not doing some of what jesus did or opening up or all this is like actually a form of what you're saying getting or taking or like maybe an avoidance so Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about how much energy it takes to withhold or to hide or to harbor bitterness, like a good exercise for people is asking them if you're talking about like a professional context of like how much money is being left on the table by you being in this narrative. If it just given, give me a number. And I've been in conversations where they're like, oh yeah, like 500K. I'm like, okay, great. That'll give us some sobriety of how much energy this is taking up. And it's it's void of all of your creativity. Mm-hmm. It's taking away all of this gifts, all of these gifts that you have. And it's it's ridding you from the joy of your life and also like your greatest potential because it's simply sucking up all of this energy throughout the day when mm-hmm. you're harboring, when you're in bitterness, when you're in your withholding, when you're not participating, all of it. And and so that's where people are like, oh, I don't really know. I feel stuck. And you just ask them like, okay, like where are you in your life? And it typically opens up like a world of conversation where they've been really feeling like they've been missing out on more of like the joy available for them. Yeah. This is so disruptive to the common. Oh one. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like normally we, we hide, I feel, to yeah. pull to reserve energy, to not yeah. commit, to be able to stay safe. And 
and that and when you're saying that it's like i mean the first time that i learned that i was like wow it takes a lot of energy to withhold mm -hmm. um and, and then what's coming up for me now as you're speaking is like it's it's gonna cost you so much more energy in the long term too and and just overall stress and and lack of vision and and survival will be everywhere rather than thriving because of like the the instant gratification of avoidance versus that delayed gratification and that 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 abundance that you can receive mm -hmm. if you choose to just step into it and it does take a little bit of energy in the moment yeah. for sure it does actually that's totally. something as i'm speaking it's like yeah it definitely takes energy to step in and do this work but when you do it on the flip side it's like wow that opens up so much more energy and i think like um, I'm just speaking off of what's coming up for me. Like when you decide to step into that, all of this new vision and new life will be like you're on a higher frequency and your God's just giving you energy to use. And you're like, it's like you're you're getting better gas mileage. You're, you're <laughs> oh, getting great analogy, gas mileage. Yeah. And you're getting on, yeah, you're getting more space. Like you're just like, and it, it's yeah, it's you're just able to see more do more be more yeah it, and it does it does take that that we like going back to maybe halfway in this episode the word risk like yeah. like what do i what am i willing to risk like in this moment am i willing to look bad maybe be a little tense with somebody or not receive that that ooey gooey feeling that i'm hooked on and, and it may be you know it yeah. may not feel great yeah but like risking that for the vision of what can be available for this person or for our relationship or for our vision. Like mm -hmm. I think that that can help people step into that, like that pre yeah. that pre forming the context of that curiosity of with them. It's like, what's your vision for them? Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like a topic though, that the majority of people are like, what are you talking about? Like probably like, what is a vision? <laughs> what is like, what are you talking about? And yeah. so, and so really even just unlocking that conversation, because when you're talking about risking your image, your ego or whatever, people are like, why would I ever do that? Like for mm. what purpose? And so unless they are nailed to exactly why they're doing it, they're going to have no, no real drive to. I mean, if you look at the root word of passion, it means to suffer. Whatever you're passionate about, you're willing to suffer for. Like to be compassionate means to suffer with co-passion. And so like whatever is driving you, you're willing to suffer for. So for me of like, okay, my vision for my relationship with my family is to have ultimate intimacy, to have like authenticity, to have brutal honesty. Great, great, great. I'm willing to go through the tough conversations of being calling out on my own shit and all of these other things because I'm so committed to this, this vision that I have in front of me that it's worth whatever suffering is going to become of it because of how great it is. But yeah. people don't really have that. They haven't been introduced to what's available for them. And deep down, when people are in avoidance or in withholding, they don't want to be. They just don't yeah. see anything else. Yeah. It's it, really it, exhausting. Yeah, it is. It, and like, and as you're speaking to that, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, there's that flip side. Like, we haven't talked about the flip side much to this of like, how can I receive or what do they have um, like that I can grow in? Like, yeah. instead of that curiosity for them, it's like for 
the vision of us and like what yeah, it's both what, and it is both yeah. and yeah, and that's part of intimacy, which is our thing. Yeah, so, like, uh, <laughs> so intimate you, you see, intimate yeah. you see. That's you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, it goes both ways. When you're curious with someone, it's it's the expectation that you would also be curious about yourself in that moment as well. Yeah. So you're like, oh yeah, I didn't didn't know that that was how I was being experienced. Awesome, great to know. I'll look at it. If you yeah. and I think also what's helpful for people, or at least what's helpful for me, is designifying how we think it's so horrible. Like we as a culture have said it's horrible when you get called forward or you're bringing to the surface your areas of growth. We're like, oh, I'm a horrible person. We instantly go into my identity conversation versus just looking at it as data. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. data. That's yep. all it is. For like yep. data to check in of like, am I living out my vision or not? In this area, well, I could use some more sharpening. And you yeah. just like neutrally looking at it a little more. Because if you go into this identity conversation of like, I did this, now I'm a horrible person. Then yep. again, you're absorbing all of that energy with basically like shaming yourself. Yeah, for... exactly. It's not definite. It's yeah. A, it, it, like, yeah. And I think often, and I, and I, I hear that I've, I've heard, I've done that. I think we've all been guilty of that at times doing that of like labeling ourselves or others as they are this, or I am this. And it's like, no, in this experience or in this area, I've noticed that I did that. And mm -hmm. I am, you know, it, it, and just bringing that awareness of like, I have the strength and the courage and ability to shift. I don't, I'm not that all the time. Like yeah. You can even ask yourself the question of where is it true that I am not that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, if it was 1% true, where would it be true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a really good coaching 101. I'm like, uh, as we were going, I'm like, this is kind of, there's so much here. It's kind of like a fire hose. So I'm wondering, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're almost landing the plane already, which is insane. This went quick. Yes. Um, I'm like, oh my how, gosh. <laughs> how would, so I guess to summarize, like that's the word coming up for me is summary of this, like for the the person listening to this that doesn't have any experience in this space like yeah. so, um what comes up for you there oh what comes up for me is like titles mean nothing titles mean nothing it does not matter if you have the title of coach or trainer or or xyz of like this this type of work and these principles are available for everyone and anyone to participate in. It's just a matter of being willing to engage in it. Yeah. And I think, I think that these terms can be intimidating of like, what is a coach or what is this or what's that? Yeah. Um, versus it's just engaging in, in what it simply means to be human and, and what's available there. And so what I would say to those that are listening that are like, I have no idea. I've never even participated in this type of field before um, is just be willing to get curious about yourself, about other people and what is wildly available to you that maybe you've been unaware of, or like you're being awakened to um, mm -hmm. and being present with what is for what is possible. And so Although that might sound cheesy, it's true and it's reality. Um, yeah, that's like what's what's coming up for me. Yeah. Because I think I, whether we're conscious of not, like 
we're in this world and we have like a, a transformational ease, a coaches, like a, a language that is so weird and foreign. <laughs> yeah, it is, that, yeah. Like when we just break it down to get to brass tacks, this, these concepts relate to every single person on this planet. This work has been done in so many different cultures. Mm -hmm. It transfers because it's just human. That's yeah, all it is. It's human. It's just, yeah. It's just human. I love that. I love that. And like uh, to, to add to that, I think just slowing down and, and uh, even, even if you're liking this, rewind this and listen to it and jot down some parts that stand out and tie them into, you know, yourself or others in your life that you'd love to be an advocate for. Like, and, and also what's coming up for me too is like, it doesn't need to be all figured out right away. Give yourself some grace, you know, and, and, and we can, we get to go again, as they say, and, and yeah. gap, like it's okay. So if you step into any of these experiences for yourself or others or your, whatever vision it is that you're working towards, um, it's okay. And just, uh, just ease in and, and see how it goes and, and maybe even detaching. I think detaching yourself yeah. from any sort of um, label that you're putting even on the experience and having that remain neutral yeah. um, is is positive too. So, and we, we yeah, we get to continue to live. This is it, it, and it does take time to found like build this foundation in your life, and to like it's not something that I believe comes right away. I mean, you can definitely have breakthroughs quickly, but um, giving yourself some grace uh, is is a is a huge uh, asset, I think too. So. And there's also no arrival. There's yeah. no arrival. You yeah. never arrive. You never will arrive. And that's <laughs> the beauty of this work and the painful reality of this work is no. that you're still going to have stuff. You're still going to have blind spots. Like there's no, there's no such thing. It's just being willing to, to partner with your loved ones on figuring out all of your stuff along the way. Absolutely. Miss Aaliyah, we're about to land the plane. Okay. <laughs> amazing. This has been, this has got, you know, the, just like you said earlier, you know, you're present and in flow and it just, you don't even remember it just whizzed by, like I've just been yeah. in it. This 40 minutes came up quick yeah. um, to, to end it. Can you share with the folks, uh, our audience where they can find you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, right now you can find me on my Instagram, which is Aaliyah Baker with two R's at the end. Um, and I will also um, be um, connecting via email. So you can email me at aaliahcbaker at gmail.com um, for coaching interests. Um, I would, if you are so fired up about this conversation and you yeah. want to take on new ground in your life, I would love to talk to you. Um, and so please go ahead and you could either email me or DM me and I would love to just see what's what's possible for you, whether that just be coaching or anything in that regard, um, is let's get passionate about your life. And so those are like my main two points of contact. Amazing. And one last thing, yeah. uh, we, anything that's speaking to your heart, uh, just any message that you'd like to share to leave the true you audience with mm -hmm. today? Oh gosh, let me think. I know that one always just hits. It always gets it so good. <laughs> oh, let me think. Um, what's coming to me right now, it could totally be out there. I don't know. We're just going to roll with it. Um, is that the answers are already within you. Mm. And all we're doing 
all anyone is ever doing when we're coaching or we're just being with you is just evoking the wisdom that's already within you and being willing to press into that because in our gut and in our intuition, we have all these intuitive senses all of the time. We just don't know what to do with them. That is your biggest point of protection. That is your biggest safety. That is your guiding light in terms of like what's the next decision, how to be with someone, where to take a conversation is it's already within you and trusting that you can engage in it and it'll work well. Um, And so I think it would just be like, forget the doing and be much more in the being of like, I'm going to be with what is because I have everything I need for this present moment. I'm, we're not missing anything. Like it is already perfect. And I'm being with what is, I have everything I could ever need. Wow. That was, that was good. (laughs) That's bringing me peace. Even I'm like, oh, it's already here. It's all, already, all of what I need is already here. It's, yeah. 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 It's not out here in some faraway land or for somebody else. Like it's, it's yeah. right here. It's right now. You have everything you need and every moment is perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Aaliyah, for joining us and, and uh, jumping on the true you podcast. And thank you all of our listeners for jumping on. This was amazing. And I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing from you soon. And, and uh, and witnessing all the great things that you get to create too. So thank Thank you, Aaliyah. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a joy. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. This episode is brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, GoodBuds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com and for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True You Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schultz. Until next time, deuces. Deuces.